2: This is the Wally and Mathot Show Live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally and Mathot Show Live, uh, the Live at 5 edition, if you will. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot, as always. Uh, lots for you coming up in the show today, so crack open a cold white water, if you will. And as always, uh, the Wally and Mathot Show Live brought to you by SportsInteraction.com, Canada's online casino and sports book. Go to, to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally and get in on all the action. And just a reminder, uh, we'd love to have you sign up at Sports Interaction because they help keep us doing our little show and called a hobby, if you will. Uh, Math, how are you today,
1: sir? Excellent, Wally. Thank you for asking. I've had a nasty headache since this morning. Oh. And I have this theory now, okay? Because I wasn't drinking last night. I had a normal day. I'm not too stressed, I don't think. Probably a little stressed. Okay. I'm always stressed. But... I wake up and I got this pounding headache and it's like around 6 a.m. Everyone's still sleeping. So I think hey, I'm going to the kitchen, have some water. I, I pound like this big container full here, have a couple of Tylenol. It doesn't go away. And I used to get these all the time when I played with the Sens too, when I was living here in Ottawa. I, I'm telling you, and there's hopefully somebody out there can correct me and, or maybe give us a little more insight. I think it's weather related. I'm thinking that there's something to do. It's always yeah. when it's overcast, you're kind of raining. And my body just responds in the worst way possible way so i'm fighting it today i'm a warrior i made it here and um you know i'm gonna live i'm gonna fight to live another day here's what i you know what i think it is climate change you (laughs) want (laughs) to, you want to get into that right now listen no 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 go ahead no no don't worry you haven't opened a can of anything i'm not some climate denier i made one comment (laughs) because I'm not a fan of government in general, okay? I've got my issues. Yeah. I have trust issues. And I was just questioning where the money was going when they raised these carbon taxes. That's all I brought up. I know there's a lot of problems that we need to address. We do as much as we can here, aside from all the Perrier that I drink. I'm very conscious of what's mm. going on. I just wanted to clear the air there, okay? But I thought that was, you, you've, just, you've okay. basically just unearthed it again, and now it's going to fire up my phone again and no. i'm not Do you know I'm what not happened? very appreciative no, no. of that you
0: liked a tom green tweet
1: today oh well, i tom follows me so tom green started following me like two months ago and every once in a while i throw him a bone and just let him know like i'm appreciative and i'll <laughs> like some of his tweets and i and, and and i'm encouraging people to go look at that tweet I posted. it was about um another scientist yeah. i think it was an italian scientist i could be wrong here that they've they've uncovered some more information that kind of shoots down the, the, the current climate models and <laughs> that they're ever changing and that it dates back even further. Uh, anyway. I Maybe Tom can have an answer.
0: I'm fixing the sentence while he's at it, because there's lots of time out there. So um, <laughs> right. I, it's, I'm i hoping your internet hangs out for the night. It seems to shut off around three o'clock in the afternoon. So we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, uh, Sense Topics, we'll call them today, brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, Inc. Helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Go to bonisherexcavating.com. And remember, guys, slow down in construction zones and also around meth's house. Uh, He would appreciate that. Is that fair? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, We only have uh, one special guest for you today. And you know what? He's going to be here for the whole show. That's right. Craig, we're tired he's like he wants to come on the show he's gonna try and do this chat thing that we've got running as always and he's gonna try and talk and make sense sentence in sentences uh, better than both of us so craig uh welcome to the show
3: hey guys what's happening there you are yeah let's talk a little shit today i like this it's dark outside i feel like we can uh get a little more into it here this is yeah. good stuff uh we <laughs> will I get that have, too have a that special is.
1: you you get that too
3: yeah, you know what See? used to kill yeah. me was going into uh, Sensplex in the summer because it's so cold in there and it's so hot outside. It's like pressure changes. I think that's what I. Do yeah, yeah. So you're getting yeah. me now. Yeah. Thank you. That's not good. Yeah. Now, Anyway, confirmed. I guess. Yeah, it stinks. Uh, don't forget, Nestor <laughs> uh
0: will be unveiled. Uh, I can't wait. Or today. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. So that video. For that.
1: Okay. that video is awesome. By the way, hey, Craig and uh, Gatno Greg out there that put it together, like. I was I've been because you guys have had this ready to go, I think for the last little while, right and I've been waiting and itching yeah to post it so and for me, the best part is the weird like third eye <laughs> mixed in with the like that ominous music in the background and the slayer yeah. t-shirt it's just it's oh. it's just a chef's kiss so good it's a job. Good one.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we were, we've had that one for a little bit here. We're just waiting for the right time to do it. And we figured, hey, here's a here's a kind of evening live show where we can get a little weird. So let's get a little weird, I think. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do you want to start you it want, off, Wally? Maybe
0: maybe we're regretting this decision already, Craig. Behave yourself. I like it. I like uh let Let's get into last night's game. We'll call it Sharknado for the I couldn't think of anything else. Um, Sends loose, 6-3, two empty net goals. They even had a lead at 3-2 at one point. Uh, goal scorers, mm. Norris, Kachuk, Brown. Um, Brady Kachuk seemed cranky last night. He had four minors. Uh, Shabbat, twenty seven fifty 50 in ice time. He had two assists, course. And we'll get to Tim Stutzel in a sec. Overall, yeah. uh, Meth, let's start with you and your thoughts of that game as a team continues to try and get its legs back under
1: it from COVID. Well, I want to start off by saying I was not awake at 10.30 last night, so I recorded it. And I watched it this morning when my kids went to school. <laughs> it's too late. Like, I can't do those late 10.30 games. Like, I'll, I'll full, full disclosure, which is why I wasn't tweeting anything during the game. Um, but I did watch it. Not only did I watch the whole game, but then I watched it over the highlights over and over again because I'm trying to break down these goals. And I don't want to get into too much detail because people can't really see what the hell I'm talking about. But, like, for example, on that first, <laughs> on the Nieto goal, just as an example where, where the team is at. Actually, before I even touch on that. They were in the game, right? Like, they were leading at one mm-hmm. point. And we'll get to Matt Murray in a little bit, but I thought for the most part, they look pretty good. And they have, you know, everything's stacked against them. They're still coming off the long little week and a half break. I thought they played with a lot of energy. The games are exciting. They're losing games, but they're exciting games, right? Like, they're not getting shellacked or pumped out of the building. Like, they're, they're competitive. So that's good. But... You know, I'm going through tweets and I'm seeing what fans are saying and I can I can sense the frustration building up now, right? Like some people are getting angry with the coach. Some people are getting angry with the management group. And there's you're starting to see polls posted online now where who's to blame? I think there's a combination of a lot of things going on right now, but it always gets back to the same thing. And when I watched the game last night, or rather this morning, my takeaway <laughs> is that there's just so much lack of depth in this group. You know, it... Yep. And and you you talk about Brady Kachuk getting frustrated, Wally, right? A lot of that is just think like he's he's out there, he's performing that top line. They're a bunch of studs, they're playing very well. Their top two lines are are looking great, but it's the lack of depth, the defensive depth, the goaltending uh, inconsistencies that's just they're just shooting themselves in the foot any night. And we can get into the details in a little bit, but um, for me, they're in it. You know, those last two goals are open net goals. So that's not the 6-3 score isn't really indicative of of the overall outcome. But man, there's some stuff they need to do. And I I don't know what the answer is right now because you can't can't sell the farm. You know, you're trying to build up a lineup that's competitive. But you also don't want to get rid of any of your big prospects because you're hoping that some of them are going to be coming in over the next couple of years. So I know I'm sounding like a windbag now. I could go on forever. I'll let you guys chime in here in a second. But yeah, ultimately, from my takeaway is they were competitive. They're just not able to close out games. You know, they're, give, they're 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 playing with leads. We've seen it over the the course of the season now where and then they'll just either have a very poor second period or a very poor third period. And that's just puck management, playing with confidence and trusting your system, and I'm not seeing it right now. Craig
3: Yeah, I mean, so I dropped a poll in here and it's still going or whatever. But something kind of cool: sixty percent of people said they watched the entire game last night. That's so far; it's kind of wow. Sixty percent of people stayed up to watch the games. Like that's a good. That's kind of. I don't believe that. I
1: I don't believe it. There's there's like there's, (laughs) you know. Anyway, good for them though. If that is in fact a legitimate poll.
3: Yeah. If you're the last place team and 60% of the people are still staying up to watch these games, uh, that's not bad. So, I mean, I think the yeah. good news is is I don't think you've lost any of these fans yet. I think they're, if anything, now they want to be part of the, the answers, right? Like, what are we doing to fix this thing? Because they're obviously invested. I mean, they come out to our show. They, um, they're they watching games till 1030 at night. I actually, I don't know if I ever told the story. I fell asleep tweeting a, a Sen's Sharks game once. I don't know if I ever talked about that. I thought it was like, late <laughs> oh, in have, the third.
1: You have mentioned uh, that. Did I? Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. I was super yeah. sick and I had to tweet it. So, anyways, those ten thirty games, I didn't make it through all of it last night. I, I, ironically, I bailed on the third. Um, so I woke up to a bit of a surprise, like some of some people, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's I, can't, I, are we? It feels like we're just reliving last year. Like these are this is kind of what yeah. happened last year, where they just be in games, but they couldn't find a way to close the door. So I uh, was hoping maybe the young guys with another year under their belt would help. Uh, you'd hope maybe Matt Murray having the offseason to get healthy would help. But I mean. The decor looks depleted. There's a lack of kind of scoring in the offense. I mean, I know, listen, they're ravaged by injuries, right? You can't lose. I mean, before the, before the season, I think Colin White and Shane Pinto, those guys were all penciled in to play down the middle, and now they're not there, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah. and we're going to get to Stutzel in a minute, but I don't think you can lose that many guys, and, and, and especially with this team, and still expect kind of the results. So if anything, the takeaway from last night in the Colorado game is like the effort is there. You know, I mean, the guys are pulling in the same direction. You haven't lost anybody. It's not like it's going in Vancouver, right? Like these guys still want to win here and it's still young and there's still time. Um, but it's, yeah, it's at some point you're going to want to see them get some points out of these games. Like you can't, there's moral victories in the NHL, but they're not going to help you uh, take the next step, I don't think. So they got to find a way to, to, to close the door late in these games, or at least maybe find a way to, to eke out and steal some points.
1: Yeah, and just to chime in really quickly, Wally, I, or before I, I don't mean to cut you off if you had something to say, I just just to touch on how things are going. Like, you watch that Nieto goal. The first goal by San Jose, and I know it's trivial. It's the first goal of the game. It's not a big deal. But to me, that sums up a lot of what's happening. And it, it was a completely preventable goal where um, I think Shabbat was was caught up the ice doing his thing, which is very normal for an offensive defenseman. And then it turns into a three-on-two because all Shabbat and the other two forwards get caught down low. There's a bit of a turnover And it comes down 3-on-2 between Lassie Thompson and Tyler Ennis. So they're backing off. They're trying to play a 3-on-2. So you've got a really young player. I think Thompson's, what, 21. Ennis has no business playing D, but good for him for being back. Mm -hmm. Thompson decides to commit completely off to the far right winger on his side. Takes himself out of the play. Leaves Ennis on a 2-on-1, and then they get scored on. Like those, Those are plays that just can't happen. So you know, I could break down all these goals and I'm seeing stuff and it's easy to nitpick goals against. You're always going to find an error somewhere, obviously, but preventable goals like that are the ones that are going to kill you. And that kind of, that's sort of indicative of where the group is at right now. So that's preventable, you know, and and the same thing goes for the game winner. I'm trying to find where the game winner was, where, um, who was on the ice for that? Was it the Benino goal? Who scored? No, no, it was the Meyer goal, the Timo Mayer goal, where, um, you had Logan Couture's line out there playing against Kel, uh Parker Kelly, Gambrell, and Watson. So they get caught up, yeah, against a, like your fourth line. You know, like those are matchups. And I know on the road it's hard to get the matchups you want, but in the third period, like those, that's avoidable. So, mm-hmm. you know, I look at that and I think, boy, like you know, it's it's a personnel thing, I guess, to a degree. But you also have to manage your players properly too. Like they're they're like you know when you're when you're on the road, it's a tight game like that. You got to be careful. So I, I don't like where the team is trending right now. And you mentioned it, Craig, where you say they started off pretty well, but right now it feels like you're repeating last year where it's like, are we going over this all over again? We all talked about wanting to see the team progress, hey eh, Wally? And it's just mm-hmm. not happening right now.
0: So my concern is fan apathy. So now everybody's switched from rebuild is over because that's what we had said. And now people's expectations are higher to let's dig in for Shane Wright. And that's not what I want to see this franchise have to go through once again, is to continue. Let's just accept it and let's try to get the first overall pick. That
1: makes for you don't a want to really see the long.
3: Tank?
1: Let's roll no. in the tank, no, Wally. I don't. No, not t- I'm not the... okay, okay, making the tank. Here, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this. Yeah. It, uh, you're 17 games like, in and you want a tank. No, no, I'm not. Listen, I'm not advocating for the tank, okay? What <laughs> I'm saying, hypothetically speaking, if you're you know if you're a fan, we're all fans, and I'm thinking like well this group doesn't really stand a you know a chance in hell to make the postseason why not just milk it through you know like milk the losses at this point and try to get the top pick I get it I just I don't want I don't want to see it anymore this the fan base deserves
0: better the fan base deserves better right so they're yeah. at the same and people have already brought it up after 17 games they're the same record 4 12 and one now there is some positive signs if you want it they're minuscule if you will goals against is a little less uh, save percentage is a little higher, but they're still at the bottom of the league, obviously. Uh, Drake Bathurston has more points at 16 than Brady Kachuk last year had 10 after 17 games. He was the leading scorer. There's a few things. Yeah. So, a trending, I don't know, but there is signs. And we've all seen this top six. We've seen this power play, be able to move stuff. Like, they can move the puck around. That power yeah. play is fun to watch if nothing else, great. right? They just... There's, there's just too many holes to fill right now. And I just don't like seeing that when they've had time to continue to build this thing. That's my concern on that. That's all. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on. Cause everybody wants to talk about Tim Stutzle. So the center sure. of attention, if you will. Uh, and now it seems like a good time to bring in whitewater. Uh, everybody should crack up. We should offer everybody a free should beer for our show. Um, whitewater beer. Go to shopwhitewater.ca. Use the 15% off coupon as always. Uh, But that is going to be a limited time. So if you're hoping to stock up for Christmas, I suggest you start to think ahead now of getting your 15% off coupon at shopwhitewater.ca. Of course, brewed by friends for friends. We're all friends here. Tim Stutzla, move to the middle of the ice for the first time at center. Now, we've all played in math. I know you're not a forward, but you've played hockey. You understand F1, F2, F3 when you're in the offensive zone. It doesn't necessarily mean anything about being a center. It does mean something in the defensive end. So what did you see from yeah. Tim Stutzler's game last night in his 1847 uh, time on ice?
1: Yeah. Well, I know that you have to be careful with young players, right? And the, and the big, the big discussion here with Tim Stutzler as well as, you know, is he ready to play center? Because there's so much more involved when you're basically running the line in the middle, right? You're the guy that's the go-to player down low in the defensive zone. You're helping out uh, or either that or the low guy that's going to receive the pass to make a nice breakout play. Um, you have to do, a, you're a little more creative. There's a little more defensive responsibility. But I've also got this theory that if you're, you know, you're a great player and there there are good players and there are great players. If you're going to be a great player, which I think we could all agree on that Tim Stutzler is in that category, you know, giving them a little bit more responsibility can sometimes give them a jolt. And that applies to a lot of stuff you do in life, right? Like when, you're, when I'm miserable around the house, it's usually because I'm bored out of my mind. But when I have a lot of stuff to do, I'm engaged, I'm into it. With Tim Stutzel, I think that applies. You know, I, I think that from what I saw at least, I'd like, when I look at a player that has that much skill, the first two things I'm going to look at is, is he really engaged and is he playing competitive? He did that. He had a lot of energy. Yep. Um, he was moving the puck really well. They had some pretty clean outs. And he, of course, he's playing with Nick Paul, Connor Brown. I think that's the perfect line, at least to get him started with, uh, to see what he can do, because defensively they're so responsible and they're veteran guys now. Um, but, you know, I, I thought for the responsibility, he was looking really good. His clicks were really good, uh, which surprised me. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised. To do that on the road where DJ have his matchups, he's got to adjust, he's got to trust that, You know, Timmy's going to do a good job when he does put him out there, despite who he's playing against. So, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And this goes, I think, for the entire group and not just Tim Stutzler. For the next couple games here, like you're talking about Anaheim right now, coming up next, followed by LA. Like these are some good teams. They're better than San Jose. So, um, this is a good opportunity for this group to try to bounce back and have a good effort. I don't know that they're going to win any of those games. But if you're going to talk about Tim Stutzler, for example, if he could display a little bit more of what he did and start playing with even more confidence, of course the goals need to come. I mean, uh, quite frankly, when you're yeah. uh, top two line forward, you need to produce points. You need to score goals. That's your job. Um, so, yes, you have to be patient, but at the same time, at some point, you need to see production. I think he's on the right track. I thought he looked excellent last night. Um, so, I say ride him. Ride him in the middle and see what he can do. Yep. Yeah.
0: And you know that- what I like about it? It engages the fan base. Right. People are excited to see what he can do in the middle of the ice. Bingo. So I'm all for playing him middle of the ice. I don't really care if he wins a faceoff or not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
3: Uh, yeah, I was just going to jump in and say, maybe that's what the season could be about is like, let's answer some questions. Right. Can Stutzla take some steps at center? Can we find like who's going to grab the third line center role? Right. Like is it Tierney? Is it going to be Colin White? Does it get like, I mean, obviously some of those we can't answer because of injuries, but. Is that maybe the, what the season is going to be kind of come down to? Is like, are we going to try and find – is Thompson the next zoob that can step into the lineup starting next year? Is that like yeah. – is that what the season is going to turn into? Is just more more kind of maybe addressing
1: those things? The feel-good stories are great. But I like Wally said, which is a really good point, it's like at what point is are the fans just sick of it, right? And I know there's a business side to this game. And you want to sell season tickets for next year. Or you want to be able to keep bringing fans in until the end of the season. You have to string together some wins, right? You can't just keep losing yep. and relying on these feel good. Yep. Well, Timmy's playing in the middle; he looks great. Matt Murray had a really good game last night; he looks great now. Like, you know, like you have to start. You have to start playing. You have to start producing some points. So, wait a second. On that note, just to take a quick pause, I wanted to bring in a special what? guest. Um, I want to bring in a special guest, Wally, and it's somebody that you know. I wanted to grill them a little bit. Alex, can you bring her in? We don't, we don't ever let you do the no! of this show. So we've got oh, Brent no. Beautiful oh. wife, Lisa. Listen, Lisa, no. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit because Wally kind of threw you under the bus the other day. Okay?
4: Oh, I'm aware. He mentioned,
1: he mentioned that the steak that you had prepared for him wasn't excellent. It wasn't up to par or standard. Do you care to elaborate a little on that?
4: I will say... His steak was cooked to perfection for probably 99.9% of the population. And, you know, I always, I, I try to go out of my way knowing he likes his terribly cooked. So I put it on the barbecue earlier and for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe there was just a cold spot on the barbecue that night. That as soon as he cut so, into it, I was like, Oh So does
1: he does he say to you in the moment like this is unacceptable and throw his <laughs> hands up or is he a little more subtle about it?
4: He just cut into it and kind of looked and then looked up at me and was like,
1: No. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I I can't imagine
4: comment like, "Oh, was the barbecue broken, or did you, you know, make a mistake?" And I was just kind of (laughs) feel free to make your own. (laughs)
1: Because I told him, I'm like Wally, if it's undercooked a little bit, just put it, just throw it back on for a little bit, or let it sit in the oven or the pan. But like, he had to call you out the way he did. I thought it was very disrespectful. (laughs)
4: Uh, well, you know, it's I'm, I'm kind of used to it. And I just now yeah. I just go, well, if you really don't appreciate the effort and the time that went into making a really nice dinner, I can just step back and let him take over.
1: <laughs> okay, well, and and that, okay, that's fair. Because I, I you know, how I feel about Wally and his taste when it comes to meat. So I'm not even going to get into that anymore. What about some of the questionable sweaters that he wears when he comes on? Do you? Do you like lay out his clothes for him like a child like, oh, before he comes God. on? Or does he do it on his own?
4: No, I have no clue he wears. If anything, I I took that lesson a long time ago <laughs> where I had bought him a tie that I thought was quite nice. And then we went <laughs> to New Brunswick to visit his family. And he's like, oh, I'm going to bring some clothes for my brother. And all of a sudden, I see the brother pull out this tie. and <laughs> I was like. I gave you that, like, you've never worn it. And he's like, yeah, I don't really like it. So I rarely buy oh, awesome. clothes uh,
1: for him now. Awesome. Well, you have a lot My of- My palms patience. are so sweaty right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. And you deserve that right now, Wally. So I, I'm going to make a suggestion. Wally, do you cook? Do you hmm. cook very often? Ask Lisa. Lisa, does Wait. Wally cook? Wait. Define often
4: uh yeah that, that wasn't the right term
1: more than once a week no no <laughs> <laughs> oh it's too bad I will, and it's, it's funny i will say this
4: when we were first together and i would often work much later than brent and this was before kids i would come home and supper was made and he had actually found like great dessert recipes where he had discovered this chocolate souffle that uh, was absolutely amazing and i often remind him of these times and i'm like what happened like did you suddenly get uh, memory loss and can't remember how to cook anymore and um but i think at the same point right he got spoiled that i just made dinner every night and so now it's kind of And like, in fairness hey.
1: you're lisa in fairness because when i played with the sense you'd bake me uh, some banana bread banana <laughs> loaf in the past i know you're really good at baking and i know that you're very good in the kitchen so to your credit, I can understand Wally's reluctance to jump in once in a while. My only comment will be, Wally, you gotta get in there at least once a week to do something. Okay, can I at least get, when I do cook, uh, it's pretty good. Yes,
3: okay.
4: yes, right. I will say that, yeah. he's He makes a great, uh, like a slow cooked chicken breast with pasta and rose sauce and some sauteed vegetables that goes over nice. very well. Okay. Um, okay. And good, great breakfast maker makes a great omelet. So Brett, like if he even would just, you know, bring out breakfast on a regular basis, that'd be fantastic. Right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's more, it's not that he can't do it. It's that he's just flat out lazy. Is that what, that's what you're saying?
4: (laughs) I, I think it's partially right is that sometimes what I love is that I'll make something and we we don't need to have this again anytime right. soon. Ooh. Or so then I just kind of go, well, <laughs> fill your boots and you can make something. So then he's kind of forced into cooking because he's kind of pushed the limits a little bit.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I feel Wally, I feel but like he, Wally needs like a large scotch right now or something just to kind of calm uh, the nerves more, eh, Wally.
4: Here, Here's the question. How often, Mark and Craig, do you guys cook?
3: You don't Every want night. to know. I mean, I'm, I'm almost every meal. Yeah, almost every, every meal. single meal. Oh, for the love day. of God. I make I'm all my kids' kidding. lunches for school. I make my wife's lunch for
1: school, dinners every night. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear yep. that. I imagine yep. he cleans that. Right? I made he like cook, a really cool, I make like I had veal. We had a veal Parmesan the other night. Last night I had a really, I made a nice beef stew. It took a couple hours to make that. Like I do it up. Dinner is like an event at our house every night and I take pride in it.
4: So uh, Matt, when I've been to
1: your you house. Having...
0: Wait one second. What? What, excuse, what? Hold on. I've been to your house for lunch, and you've eaten meat and stuff just out of the package and put it back in the fridge. It's I like don't eat lunch. I'm not a big
1: lunch eater. I have a I have a protein shake at lunch, but I have full breakfast. I kind of I kind of forage throughout the day, and then I have a full like we have a full course meal. I I see your attempt, and it's 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 um I, it's desperate right now, I, Wally. I, well, I don't know how
0: you, your kids just run around all day waiting for you to cook them something. That's all I know.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
4: All right. So when's the segment <laughs> okay. of when's the segment for oh, Mark teaching Brent how to cook something special? <laughs> like my, my birthday oh, is have... coming up, so maybe he needs a new recipe.
1: <laughs> or we could find a good catering group for Wally and he can call somebody up. Right, Wally? I I, no? I just want this over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lisa I appreciate you coming on. I know it was uncomfortable for Wally mostly, but thank you for coming on. I know you gotta pick up the kids here soon, so thank you. I'm Always sure you gotta get to work on to dinner too,
3: guys. right? Yeah. I, yeah do,
1: sure. I do actually. Make sure you have it something better ready be for so Wally. Okay? Bet they'll be really yeah. good.
4: I'm gonna make sure. Oh my God. There's gonna be dinner for the kids and I and Fred can just warm up a plate.
1: <laughs> right on. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Burnt toast. I love burnt
0: God. toast. <laughs> Ugh. Terrible. No. All right, here Bur- we go. Burnt All toast. right, Wally.
1: Thanks for being a good sport, pal.
0: Yeah, that was good. Burnt <laughs> yeah, toast, I, though. I don't get. I don't know how to get you back right now, but at some point, oh, I will, will figure out. I'm sure some revenge. Will. Yeah, it's a so, dish served cold or well done. One or the other. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we, uh, we're moving on? To, so Stutzla, good. Wally's meat, not yeah. good. Now yeah. we're on to Matt Murray, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> I just, Yeah. yeah
0: I'm, I, I'm reeling from this at the moment, so I'm just trying to get things back on track. Uh, by the way, we do have special guests today. I don't know where everybody's listening from, but out in the L.A. while they're sitting around the pool, the broadcast team that's in the truck, are watching our little
3: show, hey. so Sam Cicerello and the crew. We just wanted to. I saw him in the chat because we started oh, like nice. a minute late, and Sam was all upset. Yeah. This isn't broadcast, Sam. We can go whenever we like. We can go as late as we want. Sam,
0: yeah. Sam is a stickler for time. Yeah. Shout out to that.
1: Sam. Sam, bring me an either that cable when you get back because my connection in the evenings <laughs> are awful. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know what it's going. Anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on to Matt Murray. And of course, Matt Murray probably doesn't want this conversation to happen either. Yeah, but it's brought to you awful. by Gong Show. Yeah, go to gongshow.com. By the way, I uh, still get in on the Black Friday sale this week, uh, 20% off the entire website, which includes all the wall mathot gear. So uh, sweatshirts, hats, T-shirts, all that stuff is on sale, 20% off. Um, by the way, that kid right there is my son. Anyway. That handsome boy.
1: Handsome, handsome uh, boy right there.
0: Yeah, uh, look at that. It looks like he's in the witness protection program. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so Matt Murray returns to the net, uh, playing his first game since November the 9th three games the Sens have allowed 30 shots or less this season they lead the league in shots against uh there's not much good to say here matt murray is 0 and five with a 326 goals against and an 890 save percentage what do you do like they've tried right ever since the beginning of last season they tried they tried to blame pierre grew saying that was the answer let's bring in a new goalie coach and we'll fix matt murray are we? Is it over now, or do we just continue to plug away and see what happens?
1: A good, a good example of where his game is at right now, just I guess on a consistent basis from game to game when he is playing, he makes really good saves. He plays plays the the goaltending position pretty well. And then, for example, last night that third shark goal, it was the last goal in the second period that Nick Benino goal where. Uh, It was on. They were on the power. San Jose rather was on the power play, and they do a little tic tac toe play. They go down low, and it's a one touch pass to the slot guy. Zub is right there, but for players, that's very hard to defend because the puck's flying around really quickly through one touches, and it kind of trickles through his legs a little bit, and he loses you know loses sight of it, and it goes in. That's a backbreaker, right? Ottawa's got the three two lead at that point. San Jose ties it up with a weak goal. You go into third period, tie game. You need to stop it. You, you just have to make that save. There was another goal where I think, I'm trying to remember which one it was, where, was it Meyer coming down the left wing or I forget who it was. And they, it was a clean shot, right? Goes short side shelf off the bar in the net. You could make an argument that he's playing a little little deep into his net, but you know, it was a great shot. But the point is, and I'll, I'll leave it at this, you just need him to make some saves. You need him to figure it out. Just win the game. You know, like make those, make those saveable saves. And, you know, tip the cap when they make a good shot, they score. But I I didn't see that last night. And I feel like the group's at a point now where they just don't have the confidence in them. And when your group doesn't have confidence in your goaltender, that's a problem. And right now, you just got to ride Gus.
0: Uh, I'm going to bring up a couple of notes and I'm going to come back to that particular point because uh, it's. I think it's important as a defenseman to talk about this. Uh, worst save percentage of the last three seasons, a minimum 45 games. Matt Murray is fourth worst at 46. Uh, and then it goes Brian Elliott, Devin Dubnik, and Carter Hutton. His save percentage is 896. He's not had a season above 900 uh, in the last three seasons. So we can see that, you know, uh, whether it's dwindling or whatever the system is, whatever, it's not good for Matt Murray. So when you're a a player, especially a defenseman, and your goaltending is struggling. Uh, what do you do, like? How do you approach that game when you see it's not the guy that maybe arguably is the number one guy like Gus who should be in there?
1: Well, I mean, if I'm struggling on defense, my leash gets shorter and shorter, and eventually I'm not playing, which has happened to me when I right. first got into the league. That's very normal. So when you stop doing your job properly, you shouldn't play. Um, you know, and 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 I hate being hard. I, God knows I know how difficult the goalie position yeah. is. I I feel dirty when I beat, when I'm critical of a goaltender because um I really I mean this sincerely it's it's very difficult, which is why goaltenders are so quirky. You know, like they're it's such a mental position and there are a lot of things out of your control as a goaltender. Uh, but my only thing is, you know, the news came out in the summer that he put on a bunch of weight and that this was the plan. He wanted to put like when you're a veteran who's won a couple Stanley Cups, and you're trying to reinvent the wheel by putting on weight. What it like? What does that say about where your game's at, confidence-wise, and how much, you know, like tinkering you really need to do at this point in your career? You know, like I think that kind of was in, indicative of where his mindset was at and how much confidence he was lacking going into the year. So he was pretty good at camp, pretty good at the start of the season, but then just not winning the games that need to be won when he's playing, and that's. Whether it's him or the group in front of him just not performing on those nights, I feel like that coincidental option is probably out the window at this point because it's happening very often. We're seeing a trend. So, uh, like I said earlier, start riding Gus, and um, you have Matt Murray as your backup for now, and that's really your only option.
0: Uh, it's, it's interesting to point out. I just, like, okay, so if I, I'm going to save this because, hold on, we're gonna. I got a question, but I feel like I need your orb uh, – however that plays out so uh if you didn't see this on twitter earlier today we have a new segment um that we've we spent one million dollars to build uh so alex uh
1: craig play and craig and yeah. the, the <laughs>
0: intro please <sighs> Okay, here's my first question, Master Domus. By the way, uh, if you haven't been following along, every Sens game we make a prediction on sports interaction. Um, and so far on this season in your games with the Ottawa Senators, you're 12 and 5. So I think that you've you've carried your weight so far this season. So, uh Master Domus, hmm. if you could, how many wins will Matt Murray have this
1: season? Oh. That one's a curveball. And 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 I think this touches off what we were just saying. If Gus decides to play and play well and takes the crown here on that number one goaltending position, Matt Murray's on the back burner at this point. And I hate saying that, but it's just the, the reality of where the group is at right now, especially with, with the goaltending situation. So... I mean, if I'm going to make any predictions with with regards to the amount of wins he's going to get, I'm going to put Matt Murray at about five to seven. I got to leave a little bit of wiggle room. It's not very much, but at the rate they're winning games, the amount they're struggling, I mean, they're the underdog almost every game. I can't imagine Matt Murray's going to get many more than five. I'm going to five's a good number. I feel like your chin strap should be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I...
0: It's like election night. I feel like your chin strap needs to be done up. Okay. um, I can do that. Let's move on then. Who will start more games
1: the rest of the season? Murray, Anton Forsberg, or Philip Gustafson? Okay, well, that's an easy one. Obviously, Gus the Bus. Uh, Can I call him that? I don't know if I can call him that. Um, I'm going to go with Gustafson. I think he's displayed more consistency than anybody else. He hasn't laid any lemons yet, so I I, got to go with him um the group just seems to play very well in front of gus right now and when i see the group's confidence to me that's the biggest indicator so we're going to go with gus okay but it's easy to (laughs) (laughs) that's happening every time by the way every after
3: every yeah no i got it It now yeah I should
0: have come to rehearsal (laughs) um the uh it's easy to say that gustafson will play the most but when you're other goaltender is the highest paid at over 6 million and I think he's top 10 in, uh, salaries do you not think that Matt Murray is still going to lead
1: this team in starts I would like him to but I don't think you can okay. you've given him uh, you've you've already given given him excuse me that opportunity Matt Murray's had ample opportunity here to play and take the wheel right and he hasn't done it so if you're DJ Smith what are you going to do I mean, you could, you could only. I mean, you can't go off moral victories. We're at a point now where you have to win games. Like two points is important. The <laughs> I, fan base wants it. We need to see wins. And who's going to give you I, the best I, opportunity to win games right now? It's going to be Gustafsson. I can't even look at you right now. Um. <laughs> hey, Wally, can I? ask Okay. I, ask Matthew I, I can't wait. Questions? I cannot wait to take this off. By the way, I haven't worn this thing <laughs> in like two and a half years. It's just yeah. you know. I, think, I got a question you
3: know it maybe it's
1: yeah go ahead okay we have another question Sorry. here is it uh craig got,
3: it's, yeah we're just saying we're just sticking with the goalies here for a second we, they got three goalies are they going to carry three goalies all year because i mean they should be riding gus the bus so what what do we do with the goalies are they carrying three is someone hitting the wire what do we what's what do, what is mestradamus see
1: there's no there's absolutely no chance that they're going to put matt murray on waivers at least i don't think so it doesn't make any sense uh to me, I'm not, I've am not. i always been a believer in having three goalies around. I don't know that it's optimal for the third guy. Uh, it gets very difficult for goalies in practices and stuff to get reps in and get shots against. But um, for now, that's a tough call because Murray's kind of injury prone. We don't know where his headspace is at, where his confidence is at. Forsberg's waiting in the weeds right now for an opportunity to get back in there. I, I think for now, with the uncertainty looming around the goaltending situation, you're probably going to see three of them hanging around until at least that deadline. And then maybe there might be a little bit more movement. But for now, again, these are just predictions. I I can't imagine anybody moving around too much. Oh, my God. Are we going to do I I knew it was coming.
0: I knew it. I'm so proud of myself. Okay. Um, Where do you see Lassie Thompson playing more the rest of the season? The NHL or the AHL?
1: Uh, so before Brown had been well, before they announced that, uh, Josh Brown was going to be out four to six weeks, even then I still thought Thompson's here. I mean, at that point we got to, we got to keep him around. He's, he's looking great. He's playing 20 minutes a night with, you know, Thomas Shabbat right now at the very least. And he's moving the puck very well. He had a little mistake there on that one goal yesterday where he probably pinched up on the wall in the neutral zone when he shouldn't have, but that's easy to nitpick. And you're going to make mistakes, and that's a coachable moment. So I like where his game's at right now, and now that Brown is out for at least the next four to six weeks, I don't see Thompson going anywhere. You're trying to win these games. You're going to go with the best players available. At least I'd hope so. And for me, he's in your top four. There's no question. So I'd like to see uh, Lassie Thompson stick around. I'm a big fan of his. And I do think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunity there for him to grow and get better, which we all know, of course, is the case on defense. I don't see him moving around. I could see him sticking around for the whole year. (laughs) (sighs) Uh,
0: I uh, I don't know. Okay, let's just uh, which defenseman will score their first goal of the season first. Thomas Chabot, Victor Mete, or Lassie Thompson with his first NHL goal?
1: I'm calling for a Thomas Chabot goal tomorrow, believe it or not. Ooh. And I think he's going to score in Anaheim, so I'm calling it. He's due. Plays 30 minutes a night. He's got to score at some point, doesn't he?
0: Well, he leads the team in shots. He's got... <laughs> I wasn't done.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh Okay, right. you know what, Alex? <clears throat> that is Mestradamus for today. Uh, we'll look to see if he can come back at another time. I know he's very busy. Uh, no, you can't take it off yet. We're not done. Uh, you can- all Look, right. I'm taking it Alex off. Alex, hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even hear okay. anything. There we go. Uh, like, your hair didn't even move. That's solid. Uh-oh. Oh, um, so what have you done? Okay. <laughs> Alright, you froze there for a second, Matthew. Worried us. Oh, that's I from the wizard. What season
1: this was from? Or is it was that, that, that the Win the Classic? Winter...
0: Yeah, yeah the that's 100 the 100th. That's the logo.
1: Yeah. Uh, kinda cool. All right. Did you wear that? So, for the dim- uh I must have. I've got a couple sense hats floating around or sense hats. Uh sense helmets. Oh, wait a second. There you go. Yeah, stick with, stick Nick. with Nick. Nicole okay, Anderson. So that yeah. was
3: yeah. Yeah. That would have been 20, 2017 yeah. then, probably right twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Awesome.
0: So yeah, make sure that is available next time that Methodamus uh, shows up for the show. Okay,
1: you got it. Um, Staying on the table, brother. By the way, you know what, Matt? I got a question. Uh,
0: so you don't yeah. you didn't start paying for you didn't have to pay for sticks after Junior, right? But uh, when when you broke your first stick plane, do you remember like when you were a kid?
1: <laughs> it's funny you you mentioned that. My dad would always buy these like extra stiff. Canadian tire uh, (laughs) hockey sticks like those old wooden coho so they never broke. I think I still have a bunch Uh, but then in junior we started using the two pieces where you'd see all the players in the hallway with the uh, the oh yeah uh, Yeah, heating up the glue glue on the blade that we would insert in the shaft Uh, they were that was very common to snap your sticks in junior we were but luckily I played in London and London they weren't really they weren't chintzy when it came to the sticks they were pretty good about it so I never really felt too stressed Uh, Maybe in Junior A a little bit when I played for Kanata.
0: So there is currently like a worldwide shortage on everything, including sticks. So my kid has never broken a stick in a game, and now he's 14. And on Saturday, he breaks his first stick. I think he blocked a shot. I'm like, okay, as always, we got two. We'll get you another stick. Uh, So I order it. It says it's going to be here on today. And then it goes, nah, it's going to be December 6th. Last night, he broke another stick breaking a sh- uh, blocking a shot. Now he's down two twigs, no stick. No, I can't order the one he always plays with. And I didn't know if, like, did you always want the same stick when you played? So
2: well,
0: I, it's like $700 in sticks and I
1: haven't got him a stick yet. I was, I was just going to ask you guys, like, I don't know what the the cost is because I have a stockpile still from playing. Like, is, is it still insane? Like, are we talking like 300 bucks for like a, a good stick? three so
0: 330 is top of the line but just for just so that's i'm gonna i'll go like that's a ccm trigger five a trigger two which is three years ago is 319 so it's not like the number like it hasn't drastically changed so it's just a crazy dollar amount right now for sticks and even lower end sticks are 200
3: there's no chance so
1: no chance i'm ever buying my kids sticks like that no chance
3: Matt, who was the worst, like, stick guy you played with, whether they were, like, super meticulous or some guys would only use a stick for a period. Like, did you ever play with any psychos like that?
1: Yeah. It's all the skilled guys, right? So, like, uh, Daniel Alfredson, I think, went through Um Eric Carlson went through lots. Mark Stone, I believe, he had a massive knob. Like, it's this yeah. big, like, softball oh, yeah. knob on the top of the he- stick. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of is more. He didn't like, like to talk. Too. I know this. Yeah, and and people
0: are going to take this out of context as always. And math is frozen in the perfect spot. All right.
1: I can that's- see that. What am I? That's that's thing here. Do I restart it? Or-
3: <laughs> no,
1: just no. It's. I don't know why my no, connection gets hang. so bad. See, I'm on I'm on this Wi-Fi with Rogers, and for whatever reason in the evenings, it gets brutal. Like, can you guys at least hear me clearly? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a great podcast. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, maybe I cut the video out for now, eh? And you guys can just hear me? Or is that... No, light? you'll be good. Hang in there. Okay. All right. Uh, all right.
0: Mark Stone never used to like to talk about what how he worked with his stick and all the tape he put at the top of it. Uh, it was always interesting to me. Like, he never wanted... He did... He gave me one one time to auction off, but he never liked to yeah. give away sticks because he got tired of the way people talked about them. Yeah.
1: Well, the biggest, the biggest stick guy for sure like the, no one rivals him as Jason Spezza Spez yeah. Spez spent like I, I still have this picture of him in his shorts um you know with this like heat pack that he'd have strapped around his back sitting there going through like a dozen sticks and getting them all ready it was wild and he's meticulous and he he can he, you know he's yep. got that feel right if if anything was any like even remotely off that stick was scrapped grab another one and He was a perfectionist. And, yeah, some guys are just like that. And that's probably why they were very good offensively, and I wasn't. Uh,
0: Danny Heatley would use a stick every period.
1: Yeah. Did not go over well with the team budget. Yeah, but that's not – yeah, but if you're scoring 50 goals, I think you can get away with it, right? But if you're like – No, no, he gets away with it. but. Yeah.
0: Alexi Yashin made me wait three hours one time while he worked on his sticks in the stick room. For an interview, and, he's, and he came up, goes, <laughs> "Oh, sorry, I forgot." I was like, three hours, Alexi. Like Jesus,
3: was it a you good know? interview?" That's awesome.
0: Uh, no, because you know, <laughs> so do, say, do you remember you Alexi
3: played?
0: Well, the, and it was, and it was the year I think he he was a heart finalist. He had ninety four points. You remember those, like back in the day, math? I don't think you did. You ever do the bike interviews? You were done. You were you were I much was, later. I wasn't right? there. You yet. Never had to do post game bike. Yeah. So uh we would go in and alexi would have like four points and we'd all have to jam around these bikes that were all in a row and and you'd go up to alexi and he's just pumping away he doesn't want to talk at all right and you're like Alexi, yeah like big night you know what a hat trick whatever yeah we got the two points that's all that matters i'm like okay thanks (laughs) i used to just i never i never enjoyed going it like he was fine he's a nice guy whatever but he didn't he wanted no part of any media or talking yeah, not or a not, a, not an entertaining any. interview right yeah no 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 anyway uh he's doing well for himself now over in Russia um yeah. I by the way speaking of uh different countries have you guys seen the Olympic jerseys
1: yeah yeah and you know what though can I just I'll just say one thing people like to shit on just about anything that goes online right so when you yeah. go to social media and like for a good example perfect example and actually i think uh it was bobby ryan that re- reached out to me the other day uh about about mtv cribs and with correlating to auto so people saw the Connor mcnavid cribs right And we all saw his his yeah. house beautiful home yeah. floating around and the amount of pigeons in the comments section that had something negative to say i'm thinking like like one guy was like oh yeah well i wouldn't want to live in that house like my like my <laughs> yeah. ass you wouldn't want to live okay. in that house. Are you kidding me? Like I want to live in that house. And so I I think it's good to set this to set the record straight here. No matter what you do, for the most part, when something new comes out, yeah. like the Seattle Kraken or the Vegas Golden Knights, you're going to have a million people just shitting all over the brand new idea. The same applies to the for Olympic sure. jerseys. Well, I don't like the black one because, you know, it doesn't look good with the red and it's like just shut up. They're nice. They look really nice, and they're sharp. They're clean. Just shut up. People don't like change,
0: and so that's the big part of it, right? They they want to see their old logos stay and remain the same. So, of the USA Canada jerseys, do you like one more than the other?
1: Hmm. Craig, you go
3: ahead. They're okay. I mean that they're they're Olympic jerseys, right? Everyone's just trying to make them weird and a little different. I like the well, old. That's, ones, they try too hard. Love to see some- yeah exactly everything gets a little they just start to look like uh almost like roller hockey jerseys sometimes like there's just a little too much going on and some weird gradients and stuff it's just like give me the give me the like the old ones from the 70s and 80s solid red leaf is white covering like give me some throwbacks or something i know they've done those in the past yeah they try and do these new designs they're hit or miss man
1: yeah that's that's fair that's fair
3: like a lot of teams I, like to try and point. mess with like third jerseys and stuff, and sometimes you get the cool well, everybody loves the knights gold helmets, right? Like that was a weird idea, but yeah, kind of works. But then you get like those New Jersey Devil jerseys, which are like <laughs> okay, not good.
1: Now, do you, so you don't like them? No. What Does that have to do with it? I don't
3: mind it.
0: See,
1: I I like them. I but yeah. It, yeah. but again, it, but it's completely it's completely subjective, right? So yes. I'm not no one's right or wrong. It just comes down yeah. to personal taste. I just... I, the only point I was trying to make when I went on the rant there was it was simple. It's that it's it's trendy to be negative on Twitter because people yeah. are rewarded for that. Yeah. It creates discourse. It creates conversation and it gets clicks. Like you see news people do it, right? They know they're throwing out some bonehead sure. headline, yeah. but it's going to create... It's going to create conversation. It's not bland. So I get it. But I, I just... I think people can be a little too hard at times. And again, like like the, the jerseys are fine. They're They're not... They weren't too wild or outlandish. They're just the different color schemes. That's all. They just change them every uh, year with So they you can sell on one. the
0: headlines. Right? I'm sorry, yes. going back to Drew. Yeah, they, that's here, like, the only
3: reason they do it. If they kept a really good one all the time, you wouldn't need to buy one every Olympics, right? So, hey, let's mix it up and try yeah. something different. So, it is. Oh, we've got a guest, well,
1: uh, Craig. Yeah. I knew
3: I mean, that. He's, he's Who's the down. good boy? He's been up and down. He's here. Hello. Can you come here? You,
0: is here? Baxter oh. here? Oh. Yeah, come on. All right. <laughs>
1: this down it's, a little bit this, there this shows oh, oh, there I that i just yeah, i just noticed yeah, that hoodie crager is that an easy easy oh, is yeah. that easy or cube
3: no it's ice cube ice
1: it's cube, cube yeah <laughs>
3: yeah all right beat it you we're busy That's no nice leave back back, back no, he's out of here you know what can I he talk you know it's uh probably the, the thing is he's bugging me because he wants his, he wants a dinner i think he's hungry we, he's not used oh, to these Either right? Yeah. Well, you might be getting oh, a similar really dinner. Friendly. I think you can yeah. keep it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, here, I got a question okay. for you guys. So, if this mm, team yeah. goes on a skid here, like they're already on a skid, but but if they yeah, lose the next win two, in the last nine, yeah. Right. So, if they win these, if sorry, let me rephrase that. If they lose these next two, which I mean, the games aren't looking great for them, then yeah. what? Like, is it just come back home and talk to the media and tell the media, eh, we're trying, we're frustrated, but. Things are going to turn around. Like, how do you address that? And how do you deal with the fan base that's going to start to get more and more disgruntled moving forward? Brent, you want to start
0: this one? Well, I think that they have a built-in excuse to last them two, three weeks, right? All the injuries, the COVID. They get to yeah. use that. Now, DJ Smith, to his credit, has not used any of the, the excuses. No. But the fan base gets to I like to it how it DJ's to, handled it, right? it. Yeah. Yes, very much so. But there's always the wow well, they don't have Shane Pinto and Colin White and they now they don't have you know Holden or or Brown sorry, um, I I I just think that they're now the fans are just going to turn to well let's keep losing and we'll be send sickos again so we can now get Shane Wright hopefully in the draft and that's what's going to happen for the next three or four months
1: and it's just I no nope. I'm just I can't get behind that I never can okay. So, Craig, does that mm-hmm. does that affect the fan? Does that affect the fan base then, as far as attendance goes? Like, at what point is it just like now we're going to start looking at seven thousand fans in the building?
3: Yeah, I mean, probably. What the frustrating part is, it looked like attendance was starting to take a jump there, right? Like that Pittsburgh game was pretty was pretty busy, right? Like, and I think the Calgary yeah, one, like, yep. Yeah. It was starting to trend upwards, but I mean, it's because I think people like Brady was still coming back, right? Like you're still kind of getting a lot of those things. If if they go on an extended skid here, I mean, people aren't going to want to fight the traffic in December and January to go see like uh, the Columbuses and the, the New Jersey Devils, right? Like they're You'll probably exactly. still sell out the Toronto games and Montreal and stuff, but it's going to be a battle to even for a skilled team like Florida that's going to come in or Carolina. Like, you're going to have trouble getting people to go to those games if they think there's no chance they're going to win. Like, I think right now they still, I don't know I, if they've lost it yet. Like, you mentioned apathy, I don't know if we're there yet. I think people are still pissed off, which is like, that's good. If people are mad, at least they're still invested. I think it's when they start sure. going, like, when they go back to being a sicko, which is like, ah, hey, who cares? It's like, ah, oh, that's okay. <laughs>
0: But so I do think uh, they're going to see a little bit of a bump right at Christmas time. And as the kids are off on holidays and want to go to games or whatever, you're going to see the, the uh, bell tournament that happens every year that, so you're going to see a bump there, but I would be shocked
1: if there's a sellout this year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's, that's a no brainer, right? I, I don't, I don't see that happening either. I just, for me, it's simple. It's, it's just, Stringing together the odd couple wins here and there like just we talked about this at the start when we started when we uh, Coming out of training camp rather where yeah, we know what the expectation level is with this group, right? Like we know it's not a Stanley Cup contender not even necessarily a, a playoff contender but I think the going conversation that I've had with a lot of people a lot of media people especially was This team just needs to be somewhat competitive like just stay in the mix win some games yeah. where you're always fighting for a potential spot at least till, you know, at least till past February. And then you're in a good place and you're still going to bring people in because they're engaged. But my worry is when you're clear cut out of it by Christmas, that's spells trouble. Do they need to replace the
0: general manager, which they just gave an extension to Would that make oh, a difference shit, in ticket sales?
1: Yeah. Does it though? So. Like I, I, you know, and, and, and like and and my my the question i always ask myself is how tied are pierre's hands right like so yeah. we don't know enough we're not there we're not in the office we don't know what what is available to him we don't know what he's allowed to go after and spend on so it's easy to point the finger at pierre but like you know like at this point <laughs> there's always going to be those issues right and and i think we always kind of dance around them uh it's just it they're in a they're in a tough spot and uh, until you can fill those big holes and i'm talking those depth holes like until you have a competent third four yes. nine competent third pairing like we're just going to be spinning our tires talking about all these potential issues that aren't okay. really existent because there's always the obvious hey, hold on
0: the, so we talk about pierre's hands being tied well he signed matt murray to a monster deal right Yes. He could have probably found someone. So we do have examples where he has been able to make some decisions. Sure. And I'm not sure that these are the right we've talked about the pro scouting for a while. This I'm not sure that this is the right path that they should be on. And what he's I don't know what the evaluation is. It just makes it I'm surprised of how often we see a veteran come in that is not the right fit or where we think they should be at in their game.
1: Yeah, and you talk about pro scouting. I'd like to think the pro scouting's pretty good because you guys—they went after me back in the day, yeah. right? So that says something. You know, that's a that was a huge uh, turnaround eh. point for the organization, and it, I mean, really, probably the best pickup right. in the last decade, probably. So let's forget about yeah. that because I'm going to try to stay modest here. Um, yeah, no, we have know another white <laughs> the scouting, this guy's got to remember the scouting, we don't there's not a big scouting staff here. Like these guys get worked to the bone with the amount of travel they have to do. And and I know some of those guys like they're 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 legitimate guys. I don't like the Matt Murray pickup, but yes. at the time at the time when they went after him, it wasn't a terrible pickup, right? Like we thought, okay, the same happened with Dadinov, where we pick up Dadinov. The guy was a stud in Florida. Granted, he was playing with Huberto and Barkov, but you know some of the pickups were good, legitimate players at that time. Murray, you could make an argument, right, that he was trending I, down. I would make a an little. argument. I don't know the numbers in front.
0: I would argue Dadnoff. I I I know someone who knows Dadnoff in and sent me a text like, "He'll never play defense, and he's got Barkov on his line. Watch what happens when he doesn't have that." Available to them. That's exactly what happened in Ottawa. Completely lost.
1: Fair point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. And and I can say this: the team is going to look significantly different in two years. The problem is right now. You know that short-term damage you're doing with the fan base or with ticket sales, whatever your priorities are. But we know with some with the emerging players that are coming up with the current group and core that we have, this group's going to look awesome. But all that matters is the present, right? Well, some of these guys are legitimate. Like, if you have, like, first of all, JBD is going to, the more grouping JBD gets now in the American League, he's going to be coming up. Then you have Sanderson who's coming in. That's going to fill in a top four, maybe four and a half. I say four and a half with the bottom pair, at least one of them. You're going to have at least five pretty good D-men on this team. You're right, though. There's absolutely no guarantee. And we can only make these predictions. Some of them are wild. There you got the board up now. And Lassie Thompson, another guy I just forgot, like, you're going to have a really good decor. This decor has been the issue on this team now for the last couple seasons. I feel like it's going to be the team's strength in about two seasons, three years okay. from now. But again, I, uh, so that's a long time ahead. I know. Let, let me just be devil's
0: advocate, and I'm not saying that these guys aren't going to pan No, no. But You don't know Please if Jacob do. Bernard Docker is going to come in and play 20 minutes or 24 minutes a night and be what we think he's... You don't know it yet. You, you suspect that Jake Sanderson's going to be fine. You don't know that something doesn't happen where his knee gets messed up. Like you don't know what's going to happen in two years. That's all I'm trying to say. So you continue to sell hope, but you right? like we have no idea what this team is going to look like in two years, let alone, or even next year for that matter. That's yes. They're projected to be good, but at some point I think they still got to go out and make a move and make a decision to bring in, not necessarily veterans, but just the right mix of individuals into that lineup. Because in a couple of years, you're going to say Brady Kachuk's a veteran. You're going to say Thomas Shabbat's now a veteran. So you're going to have. To- I mean, you could do Colin White, Connor Brown, Nick Paul, like all those guys. They now have the veterans in the lineup, but you got to make sure you got the right yeah. mix of players and talent surrounded.
1: And that's all. And they're missing Shane Pinto right now, right? Like he's out no um, now. Granted, yeah. I yeah. Gotta, and I'm I'm praying for him that this doesn't become a chronic issue because I have played with players. That have had some major shoulder issues and it lasts their whole career and you know like you see them take a bad hit the next season when they're presumably healthy and you think you're like you're on the bench as a teammate and you're wincing you're going like oh and i know you guys know what i'm talking about you've seen lots so i'm hoping that he's going to be okay and that it bounces back properly he's in good hands but yeah you're but not to deviate from the topic i I agree And, and 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 also not only pinto but Batherson, like Drake's out right now too, arguably their best player at the moment. Yeah. So again, no question. more topics that, you know, you can kind of use as deflection points when you're defending the current state of the group. But at the end of the day, people just want to see wins. They want to be proud of the team that they're supporting. They want to be able to put their sense hat on when they're going to work or wherever, and be proud of that logo. And um, that's something that the team's going to need to address. I mean, at some point, something's got to give, right?
0: Okay, last question I got on that topic is: it's the chicken or the egg? Is this team play poor defense or does it have poor goaltending? Which one is it, and what are the do they have to
1: fix? Um, <laughs> i I can deflect, I can deflect right now and just say, Craig, can you handle this question? I, you know, goaltending, goaltending has been a big issue. The decor has been a big issue. I think the decor is starting to settle, uh, but now with Thompson coming in. Uh, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. There just will. If you're going to give him yeah. these tough assignments, playing on that top pairing, as good as he is right now, knowing that he's got a higher ceiling, there there are going to be some growing pains there. And then of course the revolving door on the back end with the lot the bottom two pairings. You know now you've got Holden with Zub, and then you've got Mete with Zaitsev, and who's healthy, who's hurt? Like that's not good for anybody. You want to see some familiarity with your partner. I've I've stressed that before. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that. And then, of course, up front, I think you just got a little bit too much inconsistency on those bottom two lines. I like the makeup of them, but I feel like sometimes we start to fall in love with our players too much and we realize how much depth we are, in fact, lacking when you look around the NHL, right? Like when you're looking at some of these other teams, that starts to put things into perspective for you where you're like, oh boy, like maybe we weren't quite as good as we thought we were. And maybe we're not near uh, the point that we want to get to that we originally thought. So... You know, injuries. If we're healthy right now, I think we have a fighting chance, Wally. But I mean, there's just yeah. too much inconsistency throughout the lineup that it's hard to make a fair assessment.
3: Before uh, fair before enough. the season, before the season, you guys each picked your um, Atlantic Division standings, right? We were doing some <laughs> fun predictions and things. Both you guys had picked oh, Ottawa to, yeah. to miss the playoffs, right? And no, that's okay. I think yeah. your your standings yeah. are actually not that crazy. Like Brent, I think you had Florida leading, which is oh, I think Alex. Oh leading, no question. So, yeah. 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 So, like, anyway, these were your predictions. Oh, we don't have to boy. get into them. But both you guys had Ottawa missing the playoffs. Um, yeah. And this was all again done before the season, and I think everybody was pretty optimistic. And there was there was uh, the fans were really optimistic, and the team was selling optimism. Did they maybe mishandle the communications on that stuff? Like, did they lead people to believe that maybe this team is going to be better than they were? And well, now they're they paying to. the price for that. Yeah.
0: That but that's the problem, right? You have to sell hope. To get people to buy in and buy tickets, and saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to be great. The rebuild's done. We're going to push for a playoff." They have to do that; otherwise, people are like, "Okay, well, we'll wait till next year to buy our season tickets."
1: Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I, I'm with you on that. I think this is this is commonplace with every team in the NHL. Like, if you're paying attention to uh, Detroit, yeah. in Vancouver, the you're, Vancouver, like people, like you go to camp as a player, you're given this booklet. And it's got all the systems. Half the shit you don't read, but it's there in case you want it. They put a lot of work into it. And then all of a sudden you're having these meetings with your coaching staff. The GM comes down, gives you a rah-rah speech before camp starts, and they'll talk to you about how uh, the best players are gonna play and we're gonna reward the guys oh, that yeah. come out strong. And half of it they're full of shit. It's not ever the case. And then, of course, the the, the media is pumping out feel-good stories, and so-and-so has made good strides. So and so has put on 10 pounds this summer. You know, this is very normal and it happens around the NHL every year. And then, of course, the real regular season begins and there's no more BSing, right? Everybody falls in line yeah. and you are what you are. The Ottawa Senators right now are what they are. That's not going to change. So, you know, I could dump so on the worst them all I the want. But, well, but, it's, but it's disingenuous to be negative too much because, I mean, at least as far as I'm concerned, I knew what the expectation level was. I knew what this group was going to be like. I mean, we just saw the board. I didn't have them making the playoffs. You know, I had them down there with Detroit and Buffalo in that range. And, you know, Detroit obviously is playing pretty good. But having said all of that, you have to know what the team is. and, and, And you have to have a fair expectation level. And, you know, I know it's frustrating to see them lose some games. And you certainly don't want to see them on a losing streak. You'd like to see them at least go back and forth, be competitive, be in the mix. I still think there's potential there if these guys can get healthy. I'll leave it at that. Okay. You brought
3: up Shane Pinto. Oh, sorry. I wanted to touch one. Sorry, Brent, before I cut nope. you off I wanted to touch on one, one thing real quick, and then we can wrap it up here. You brought now, up Shane Now, Wally Pinto. has
1: a grilled cheese to go eat here, so we're going to have to wrap it up soon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, I'm worried uh, about Baxter, okay? Baxter needs to eat. He's fine.
1: All he's good. Fine. All good. Sorry, uh, Craig. You brought up Shane ahead, Pinto, brother.
3: and you mentioned the shoulders and how that could be a chronic issue. Not can he play again this year. Do you think he should? Do you think it's in their interest to bring him back? I mean, the season could be done by Christmas here. Is it worth pushing it or do you just kind of i know sometimes they, they'll they do that where
1: a guy will come back and maybe play a couple games at the end of the
3: year and it's more so to just show progression or whatever else do you think it's worth well, what did they
1: give him? him how long is he out for is it four to six months is that what the announcement was after surgery
3: i think so yeah
1: yeah am i off base yeah. i'm just guessing because yeah. no, it's a shoulder right. surgery i, I think okay. it's one of
3: those where like it's tentative like he could in theory near the end of the year potentially that's kind of well, what i
1: remember what he has what he has going for him is that he's young. And and what a lot of people don't understand, shoulder surgeries, I mean, I've sprained my, my I've got like these big bumps on my shoulders. Like I've sprained my AC joints multiple times when I played, especially when I was younger. And the rehab sucks. You got to get on these arm bikes just to loosen it up, and you go through so much pain and all these band exercises. And 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 luckily for him, they've got an excellent Uh, medical staff in Ottawa so like Dom Nicoletta is a wizard Jerry's very good talented as well they've got some very good people there Sean Markwick will be doing the massage work on him so he's in good hands and he's young that's good you know the bounce back is significant when you're a younger player you just heal you heal up quicker quite frankly so do I think he should come back yeah I mean if he if he passes all the tests and there's still um, you know a month and a half left in the season I don't see why not, right? Because he's going to be up to speed. He's still going to be conditioning. He's still going to be skating. By the way, that is also a nightmare because he's not going to be able to handle pucks. He's going to have to do all these bag skating drills when the team's on the road. He's going to be at the CTC. He's going to be skating alone, and he's going to be working hard and and not handling pucks or shooting on the goaltenders. That's tough. But to again, just to wrap that point up, I think he should play if there's enough time left. But if you're talking about while there's still a little pain, and there's three weeks left in the season. Obviously, you should sit, but I think having the opportunity to get some reps back in and get your confidence back is important. Brent, what do you think?
0: I don't know. I, I, it reminds me of Christian. We're Orlando, not doctors right? he either. He fought right? so hard. No, no, yeah, respect. Yeah. I just, I just play one on TV. Is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Landon, right? Fought so hard. There was a couple of guys I can remember in the recent, and I can't remember their names now. Chris yeah, Weidman, ones, but Chris guys Weidman fought. Yes, last couple of games, right? They just yeah. want to play at the very end of the year. So, yeah, I, it's a huge thing for them mentally to do that. So I'm okay with with that as long as it's, you know, what if Jerry says in the doc Chow yeah. and all those guys go, "Yep, go ahead," or you know, you know there's or you I, I'd get rather get see him actually like play that? than not.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was an outlandish take. My last shift is a Columbus Blue Jacket. I took a puck to the face and it broke my jaw in two places. Displaced jaw against Dallas, oddly enough. And I rehabbed. I was wired shut for the rest of the year. I feel like they wanted me to come back at some point, but I was literally wired shut for two months. Uh, And then, of course, the summer rolled around and I got shipped out. So I'm I'm hoping for Shane Pinto that they're going to have a little more patience with him and that he sticks around and that all will be well.
0: Uh, on that note, it is past your uh, dinner time, Math, because you're usually at the five thirty table. So uh, we I've got not want <laughs> Oh, you know what? I might need some. Um, nope. Yeah, we need a pizza sponsor. All right,
3: uh, it's been good. <laughs> I
0: always enjoy these these chats. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Everybody, thanks for being in the chat. We appreciate all that to our sponsors: Bei Sports Interaction, Gong Show, and Whitewater. Thanks to you. To, thanks to all them. We will see you Monday. I think. I don't even remember what day it's Thursday. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy yeah. the weekend, see you guys.